The Sabres break a three-game losing streak. Thank goodness, because today could have been a pretty angry day. If not, Sabres over Hawks. We'll recap it next here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is presented by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. A couple of Sabre games over the weekend. A loss and a win. The Sabres break a three-game losing streak Sunday in Chicago, where we'll point most of our attention on today's show. Uh, so be sure to get a hold of us if you got comments or questions you want on the show this week at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter, or you can check us out on our YouTube channel as well. You can hit the like and subscribe button. You can also hit us up with a comment there. We've got a couple of games this week. Washington on Wednesday, Pittsburgh on Friday, uh, back home for Friday night against the Penguins. Away though on Wednesday, first time in 14 years that the Sabres are not home the night before Thanksgiving which stinks because the night before Thanksgiving is the number one day to go out every year. Everybody's back home, and you can just go out, and you won't have a Sabre game to do that with. You can go out to watch the Sabre game. You just won't be able to go to the Sabre game. Get to my sneaky stars of Sabres uh, in Chicago, as well as uh, a couple of thoughts that I have on the goaltender situation and Zach Benson. Zach Benson is playing great, and I really want to get to some stuff when it comes to the decision that has had to be made for him in a little bit, so stay tuned for that. But as I mentioned, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can get a hold of us on YouTube, but the best way now to get a hold of Locked On Sabres if you want to get in on the show or if you want to just interact with me and the show directly we have a new feature for you here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Um, if you are one that is familiar with WGR Sports Radio 550 and formerly the text service that WGR used to have, we're used to text 550-550. There was the 30 club that you know we did during the tank. We kind of have a version of that here now for you on the Locked On Sabres podcast on subtext. So this will be a really cool way to for me to interact with you, the listener. And again, some of your thoughts could be shared on the show. But even more than that, it's not really what we're, you know, all the way what we're looking for is just, you know, I'm going to use some of this stuff for the Lockdown Savers podcast. But I want to go back and forth with you, comments, questions. But we're going to have one-on-one text conversations um, on specific topics, news, conversation during games, I think will be the coolest part of this feature and listen everyone's trying to find an alternative for twitter and that's why i was really excited about this idea in fact i saw this weekend espn told other nfl guys to get off twitter only new stuff on twitter now for them so as people start to move to different 
platforms and, you know, different social media sites. I thought this was a really cool idea to stay um, interactive and be more interactive um, with the show and the listeners uh, than YouTube, who, you know, I don't always have that in front of me when we're watching games. This is easy. I can just do it on my phone. You can do it on your phone. Um, it's going to be breaking news text as well. So, You'll get priority for my first thoughts and anything breaking news related. If the Sabres sign Patrick Kane, boom, you're getting a breaking news text. And then you got my takes. You can have, you could send yours back uh, as well. Questions or comments go back and forth. Practice updates as well. My thoughts on a certain line combinations, maybe as they're happening in the moment by Don Granado and he's putting them together. Uh, Joe Marino from the Locked On Bills podcast has been doing this for a little bit and he's had a lot of fun with it. So we're going to give it a shot here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. You can find the link to join the community, the Lockdown Sabres community, in the show notes on uh, either whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube. The link is down there. Uh, it's joinsubtext.com slash Sabres where you can get started. And, uh, yeah, we're going to start rocking and rolling with this. Uh, I believe we're supposed to start tomorrow. Uh, if not tomorrow on Tuesday, then certainly on Wednesday. So you got any qu- comments or questions on this, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. But again, priority is going to be for subtext because I love the idea of just texting with the listeners back and forth. So should be a lot of fun. We did not have that opportunity for the Sabres game in Chicago on Sunday against the, the Blackhawks. If I had the text service available to you on Sunday, you would not have heard very positive thoughts from me from this game. A win is a win. All right, a win is a win. I don't want to be too negative about this Sabres win, 3-2 to two, over the Blackhawks, but they got outplayed by a really bad hockey team. And it is a continuation of the Sabres looking really mediocre. They, to me, look very mediocre. They have all year. They have not looked like a dangerous hockey team. And this was a game where the Sabres didn't really look that dangerous. So looking at some of the numbers for this game, again, a 3-2 to two win over Chicago. But let's start with the shots on goal in this game that went 26 for the Sabres, uh, or excuse me, 26 for Chicago, 20 for Buffalo. They got outshot by six in this one. Uh, the expected goals for in this game, 2.6 for Chicago, 1.7. For Buffalo, shot attempts were in favor of Chicago. Scoring chances were in favor of Chicago, 45 to 35 for shot attempts. Scoring chances, 15 to 11. The Sabres won the power play battle and special teams won for three. But Chicago was the better team in this hockey game. I'll get to a couple of individuals that I thought really carried the weight of the Sabres in this game. But the number one reason, and he'll be one of my three sneaky stars of the game, of course. Sabres won this game because Rasmus Dahlin carried them. Absolutely. Rasmus Dahlin carried the Buffalo Sabres to victory in this game. One goal, two assists, 29 minutes of ice time. The guy played half the game. And if you look at some of the plays Dahlin made, great shot in the first period, jumping up into the play, found the open space. Zach Benson finds him. Darlene walks in and rips it past Peter Morazic, showing that finishing ability that he didn't used to have earlier in his career. Insane vision to spot Jeff Skinner on the goal line for his goal as well. Two unbelievable plays that those goals do not happen 
unless Darlene makes, you know, at least the second one, the pass is a special play. The first one is a solid finish by Darlene. He is the reason why the Sabres won this hockey game, uh, if you ask me. Five shots on goal. By the way, the most of any player, either team. Um, and, you know, you play 29 minutes, that's going to happen a little bit. But Don Granato realized that, man, I got to play Darlene. Every other shift, third period, he played a ton. Um, Connor Clifton plays less than 10 minutes in this game. Henry Oki Haru plays 11 minutes. Now, some of this is going to be a little bit deflated because the Sabres played seven defensemen. But that almost makes the Darlene ice time more incredible. They had seven defensemen dressed. And Darlene played 29 minutes. Ryan Johnson only played 12. Eric Johnson only played 13. In fact, the only other guy that played over 20 was Matias Samuelson at 22. So Darlene, uh, absolutely the number one player in this game. My second and third sneaky stars of the game also directly contributing to the Sabres victory. It was a game where a couple of individuals really carried the Sabres through in a game that I didn't really think they deserved to win all that much. Lukanen, the next guy we got to talk about for how great he played. And what now is he doing to the goalie situation? So his performance and the big picture coming up on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are presented here on the show by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Back here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. Lockdown has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Check it out. Exciting stuff. Sabres win 3-2 over the Chicago Blackhawks place they haven't won very often in the past but of course this is a far different Chicago team Connor Bedard looks very impressive the man looks dangerous um the, the kid I should say looks dangerous uh only 18 years old um but that team is not ready to compete that team is not ready to win very clearly so they'll be picking near the top of the draft again um and also you know what always feels good to me to see that team lose and to see the Sabres beat them because it still is disgusting to me what that organization did with, um, you know, Kyle Beach and all of the sexual assault um, stuff that happened with them a couple of years ago. And they basically scotch-free, didn't get punished by the league. It's still disgusting to me that Connor Bedard was allowed to become a Chicago Blackhawk. They should have never had that draft pick. So back to the game, though, uh, specifically, not to get too down in the dumps on that because um, it's a very depressing situation uh, if you think back on it. The Sabres, sneaky stars against the Hawks on Sunday night. 
Nice to get two wins if you're a Buffalo sports fan, the Bills and Sabres. Sabres got the win later. I mentioned Derasmus Dahlin, absolutely one of my three sneaky stars of the game. A goal, two assists in 29 minutes of ice time. Best player on either team, bar none. Uka Pekka Lukanen playing very well in this game. Lukanen, 24 saves on 26 shots on goal. Um, Lukanen saves again above a goal expected here almost a full goal above expected that he stopped in this one and Lukanen by the way Chicago goes over three on the power play and the Blackhawks they don't score the power play the Lukanen and his numbers shorthanded are really contributing to the Sabres looking like a better team penalty kill-wise this year. The Sabres' penalty kill numbers are way up, and if you look at some of the charts and graphs that show Lukanen 5-on-5 versus when the Sabres are shorthanded, Lukanen is one of the best goalies in hockey this year when he's shorthanded. Now, I don't know if that's going to that, that if that's sustainable, playing at like a, a you know Andre Vasilevsky level when he's shorthanded, but he is a huge reason why the Sabers have been so good at killing penalties because he's been getting stops. By the way, I mentioned goal save above expected so far this year. Again, a solid performance from Lukanen. Lukanen is working his way back to even when it comes to goal saved above expected. He was far below it after those couple of rough starts that he mixed in in the first few. Um, and now he's a little bit closer to league average. Ranks 45th in the NHL out of 68. And last year, he was a lot lower than that. So a great game by Lukanen. Uh, keeps the momentum going. And honestly, Comrie played decently well against Winnipeg, but Lukanen played really well against Chicago. I think Levi is probably the guy to go Wednesday against Washington, but I wonder if Lukanen's performance is going to make it easier or harder for them to narrow this down to two goaltenders, or maybe they just won't be able to do it all season. Um, my thought was, I, I know you don't want to give up on him, but if he didn't have any trade value in the offseason, maybe his play early on has convinced another team to give you something for him. But that's if the Sabres feel comfortable with Comrie and Levi. I think you can make a case that you can be. The way Comrie has played so far this year in limited action, the way Levi has had ups, knowing he has some downs too. Um, maybe it's time to sell high on Lukanen um, or sell high on Comrie. I'm just hoping they're able to work a trade out with one of those two. I think that's the best case scenario for everybody involved. Levi can play more games, can become more consistent that way. Um, ideally, I'd like Comrie to be the one you trade away, but I feel like Lukanen would be the one that would actually have real value. What's the what's the new trade package? Uh, the, the new Mike Weber, Tyler Ennison, a second. Can I do Lukanen, um, Lukanen, Olafson, and a second for insert great player here? I'm into that. So he's a number two sneaky star of the game, and number three got to be Zach Benson. Benson actually, among all the Sabres in the advanced numbers, expected goals four percentage in this game, Benson was the top Sabre forward, uh, top Sabre player overall, 74%. When Benson was on the ice at five-on-five, five, the Sabres had 11 shot attempts to um, Chicago's seven scoring chances um, when he was on the ice, seven to four in favor of the Sabres, and they got a goal. That he set up to Darlene, uh, Chicago did not while he was on the ice. Um, again, number one there, assist on the Darlene goal. Great patience by Benson. He kind of walks down the right wall, and 18-year-old, young player, you might think he tries to rush it to someplace. But Benson is so good 
especially for his size, at not feeling pressure. He had a guy on him, not like all over him, but he had a guy pressuring him. And Benson just doesn't feel the pressure, like in a good way. He knows it's there, but he's not going to panic because of it. So he holds it, he holds it, he holds it. He allows Chicago's defense to overskate the situation, and Darlene is able to fill the void into the empty space. And because Benson was patient and waited out, Chicago working their way back to him, that patience is what opened Darlene up, which is what led to the goal. So a great offensive instinctual pass um, and you know way to operate the situation uh, by Zach Benson. And every shift, I think he plays well. When he's healthy this year, dating back to the preseason, Zach Benson's one of the Sabres' best six forwards. And to me, you can't send him back. One more game, right? One more game before they have to technically make the decision. It would be psychotic for the Sabres to send Zach Benson back to juniors psychotic. There is no, there is no logical argument for doing that. And I have confidence that they will not do that, but you, you just, uh, you know, you don't know until you know, right. You don't know until he plays that 10th game. It would be mind blowing if they decided to send him back. Because again, I think he has consistently been when healthy, one of the Sabres best six forwards. He was one of, I thought the Sabres best forward uh, in this game against Chicago. When we come back, Let's take a sail across the Atlantic. We haven't done that in a few shows. And as the Sabres have stayed mediocre, the con- the middle class of the East and the Atlantic has stayed the same. So the Sabres haven't really lost any ground. I'll explain when we come back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We are presented by Sleeper, my number one fantasy football app. I cannot say it enough. I was so excited to see when Sleeper became one of our sponsors here in the Locked On Sabres podcast. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of Locked On. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Take a look. Uh, all you got to do is pick whether superstars like Nathan McKinnon or Sidney Crosby or uh, Connor McDavid will record more or less than the sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, shots, saves, plus minus, or more in a given game. To win a 100 times your bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention, nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code Locked On NHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Taking a peek at the standings, which means it's time to take a sail across the Atlantic Division. Uh, the Sabres are not really falling behind in the Atlantic Division, in part because the Atlantic kind of stinks so far this year. It is top-heavy. As I predicted, even before the season, the three teams that are running away with it, uh, don't give me as much credit for Boston. I did think Boston had a chance of falling back. But the three teams I thought were finish up top are starting to pull away. Boston, Florida, and Toronto. Boston with 28 points, Florida with 23, Toronto with 22. Toronto, by the way, riding a four-game win streak since they lost to the Sabres. So Leafs look good. Behind them is where you want to focus your attention. Because to me, even though the Sabres are only five points out with a lot of games to go, it's not all that realistic for me to see them finishing in the top three of the Atlantic. So get, forget about it. 
We are looking at the wild card all year long. Just get in. Just find your way into the wild card spot. So, 17 points in 18 games for the Sabres. What's happening around them? Let's start at the bottom of the Atlantic Division, and let's look at Montreal. Montreal, as I predicted, don't want to take too many victory laps here, but they've completely fallen apart because that team's not very good. Dead last in the East, dead last in the Metro, or in the Atlantic. Excuse me, I went over two there. They're second last in the East, dead last in the Atlantic Division. They've lost four games in a row. Um, lost to Boston on Saturday night, 16 points. I'm not really worried about them. They've went 2-7-1 and one in their last 10. Four-game losing streak for the Habs. Uh, again, young team. Don't see them being ready to compete right away. The goalie situation with Jake Allen is not up to par with what it's been in the past for them. So Montreal is going to be one of the worst teams in hockey, I think, for the rest of the season. Ottawa starting to gain some ground back. Three-game winning streak. Ottawa with a 2-1 win over Montreal, over Minnesota on Saturday in a shootout. So... You know, not the worst thing in the world if you're looking at tiebreakers a little bit later on in the season. But Ottawa looks better. Uh, Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, their their top guys are starting to score again. So the Sens also getting some good goaltending uh, as of late from Forsberg and um, who the heck did they? Corpusalo, excuse me. Uh, Detroit, another one. I'm going to take a little bit of a victory lap here. This is the, all right, the last one. The last one I'll take a victory lap on because this is the team I've said is not good and would fall back to the pack and that they were at a, they had a fraudulent start to the season. The Red Wings. The Red Wings have won just three of their last 10, three, five, and two in those games. 19 points in 17 games. They are falling back. They are only two points ahead of the Sabres at this point in town, time. Remember, there was a point in the season where they were eight points up. That has come back down. They lost to Toronto on Friday by a score of 3-2 to two in regulation. So you, you want that. You want those top teams to pull away from the middle class a little bit. Now we get to who's in playoff spots. Tampa. Tampa is the second wildcard spot. They've won four of their last 10, 4-4-2, four, four, four overtime losses on the season. So they're stacking up some loser points. 6-4 win over Edmonton over the weekend. And they're in action tonight, Monday night, against the Boston Bruins. So uh, you don't just turn that game off. You, in your mind, in the back of your mind, hope Boston wins, but you don't have to actually watch it and actively root for the Bruins. Tampa, to me, just looks old. I'm watching a, a game, maybe a game of theirs a week, or like a parts of a game. I'm watching full games a week of theirs, and they look, they look old to me. Like their top line is unbelievable. The depth is a problem. Uh, they've actually, to be honest, got really solid goaltending from Jonas Johansson. I did not see that coming. That guy is not an NHL goaltender uh, for his career, but somehow he is holding down the fort. And we're getting maybe within a month of Andre Vasilevsky coming back. The, the bad news, there's good news and bad news on Tampa. The good news is they don't look that good. The bad news is they've held themselves above water just enough for when Vasilevsky comes back to be a team where their goalie gets them to the playoffs. Um, so d- I'm not guaranteeing they'll make the playoffs. I still think the Sabres are capable of beating them out, um, but it's going to be tough. And when you look at the Metro, just a little bit to throw in at the end here, how the season has started, the two teams that have surprised that you got to hope that their spots become available, Philly and Washington. Both 
on big winning streaks. Washington on a four-game win streak. That's the Sabres' Wednesday opponent. They're 8-1-1 and in their last 10. Phillies won five games in a row. 21 points for the Flyers, 20 for Washington. And but what, Phillies played three more games, keep in mind. New Jersey has had injuries, and they're not even in a spot right now with 17 points. I think they're going to jump back up and grab one of those. Ideally, if you ask me, two of the eight teams that are currently in playoff spots will fall out by the end of the season. The Flyers or the Capitals will fade. Actually, excuse me, I think both will fade. Both will miss the playoffs. New Jersey will jump back in, and maybe Tampa will fall out. So you're battling for a wild card spot if you're the Sabres. You've got to beat out either the Lightning or two of those Metro teams, uh, Philly, Washington, and uh, New Jersey. So they got work to do, but they are hanging around. Somebody, nobody looks good right now. Here's the thing. Nobody looks good right now. The good news if you're a Sabre fan is the Sabres are no less likely to be, someone's going to jump up. Someone's going to go on a win streak and just take hold of one of those spots. And there's no reason, in my opinion, to think the Sabres aren't every bit as capable as all of these other teams that they're that are currently right stuck in the middle. So they got to do it, though. Washington Wednesday night will be their first opportunity. That will be our next opportunity uh, to talk to you is more about the Sabres and the Capitals out of Wednesday, Wednesday night's game. Again, if you want updates from practice, breaking news, if you've got a comment or a question that you want to get right to me and we can go back and forth with it, uh, check out our subtext. Uh, locked on Sabres. Join subtext.com slash locked on Sabres. The link uh, is in the description. And again, check out our first ever 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked on Sports Today. Uh, the best stories and top storylines from, especially right now, the NFL, but you got the NBA going, you got the NHL as well. Check it out on the Locked on Sports Today podcast on YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you before Wednesday's game against the Capitals here on the Locked on Sabres podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.